Welcome back to Chats with Gabby. We are so excited to be here today. We are continuing with our, uh, I guess we're calling it like a sequence or you said it's like not a, a series, but it's a little segment within the podcast. Segment. A little That's segment, what it is. But the podcast is going to be deeper than that. We're just going to touch on that and then just elaborate from there, which I we're think is a great We're talking about relationship idea. goals. Yeah. The book from Mike Todd, Pastor Mike Todd, which is a great book. If you haven't read it. We still haven't read it. We're going through it along together, and I can say it has a lot of great things so far. Yes. We were reading Chapter 2, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it has so much knowledge, so much beautiful things about relationship, mm-hmm. uh, not just romantically relationship goals, which we also we always think, oh, we see a couple and hashtag relationship goals, hashtag couple goals. Yeah. But we're going to be touching something much deeper than just that. But I do want to say that today my husband looks extra handsome because <laughs> he's not 33 anymore. He's I'm now 34. 34. I know I look like I'm 19. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look way past my age. No, I but think- we had a birthday. It was a busy week. We had a busy work week. Um, and then I, yesterday was Father's Day, which is Sunday. I'm not sure what day this is going to come out. But it was um, Father's Day and also my birthday, which is a double blessing. But yes, I would want them to be separated. Yeah. Just to have it, you know, more fun with it. But, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually happy it was the same day. Well, it makes it easy for you. It makes it easier for me, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're the type that wants to celebrate your birthday all month. And then you want to celebrate the American Mother's Day and the Mexican but Mother's Day. But he doesn't. You don't celebrate I both. don't, because I'm like, we live in the U.S. Okay, so. Yeah, I know you you're Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> you only get your birthday and Father's Day. Which is the same day. Or the same weekend. Well, you should celebrate me all month long. Okay, well, I started that. You didn't start <laughs> Well, you should. I mean, it's what, day 20th now? Yeah, we're, 20... I'm going to celebrate you. I'm having you on my podcast, and I'm telling ah. you how handsome <laughs> you look now that you're 34. But I did want to, I don't know if... If you've recently or if you live here in Atlanta and you've gone to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, uh, we haven't been there in quite some time. Since COVID. Since COVID. So it was to our surprise mm-hmm. that when we got there, they told us we cannot go inside with our diaper bag. That we Which, had to have a clear bag. If you're a parent, you know that's a parenting hack. Because I was like, diaper you got to be kidding me. <laughs> because diaper bags, even when we go to Disney World... You can pack it with snacks. You can pack it with whatever. It's an it's, exception. It's an exception. They make an exception. So if it's a diaper bag, they're like, okay, whatever's in there goes in. Right. They can never say no. Yeah. And this time around, it's not like we planned snacks or anything. They just straight no. up said, no, you cannot take the diaper bag. And we're like, it's a diaper bag. They said, sorry. What? Even a purse. They said, nothing can go inside unless it has it's to in be a clear bag. So if you're going to the... Uh, Mercedes Benz, and you have kids, or even yourself, you have a purse, make sure it's a clear bag. Because a lot of people were being turned. They were said, We have a box over there. Go check in your bag, and we'll give you a plastic or give and, you a plastic and bag. And the thing is, I had a lot of things in my diaper bag. And when I, I had to go to the truck and, you know, take what was needed only in a little plastic bag. And I thought, I only have to take the, the essential things. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me. Um, I'll quickly share the story when in eighth grade, we had to do our essay, our writing essay, 
And it was about taking, I think it was like taking three items to space or to another planet. Like, what would it be? And it just got me thinking, oh my gosh, if we had to make a decision of only three things we could nowadays have, like, what would that be? Or what would that even look like? What, what would be your three items? Uh, for sure, my phone. Okay. <laughs> I would say my phone. Uh, my debit card no not my debit card my work <laughs> card <laughs> what would you buy in space there's no store no no, no like now in <laughs> life oh, like oh, now in life, in life. Not, not like i'm thinking into space oh yeah you, but no, no now in life now in life yeah, what are your three things that you can't live without? my phone uh-huh. my credit card because not my credit card but you know my money yeah or your business <laughs> um what would be the third one? What's something essential? I mean, not items. I mean, I would want to take y'all. So it would be... <laughs> no, it would be an item, obviously. An item. Um, a blanket? <laughs> in case I'm cold, a jacket? What would be your items? Your if, three items? if I can only pick three items, period. Yeah, if there was something going on and said you can only grab three things. One, I would take my phone, my charger. My second oh one. darn I, <laughs> my phone's gonna die <laughs> and probably a camera your camera one of the cameras yeah I'll take so one phone charger and camera yeah what would you do if you don't have any money i'll make money with the cameras on my phone <laughs> <laughs> i mean you can start a business with that you can just shoot some stuff even with the phone edit it and then make some money and then you can take it from there but i i strongly think in this generation i mean in the world we live in now you can start so many businesses just with your phone. That's true. I mean, like, there's just so much that you do can do. There. Yeah. So you can probably make a living just with your phone. True. That's a good thing if that <laughs> ever is to happen. <laughs> but anyways, just want to kind of share that because I thought about it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And it took me back. And I actually did really good on my essay. <laughs> yeah. So what would be your three things? Yeah. What would be the three things and you put them would... in the comments? Because we'd like to read them to I would see like what to people read. come up with. Like... Yeah. It would give me ideas, too, if anything were to happen. <laughs> you only had uh, to take three things. It would be hard for me, though. I think I would want to take a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, but when it comes down to, like, that's what I felt like I had to do. Like, I had to look through my diaper bag and said, what is it that I really need? And I only took her wipes, her diapers, formula, two bottles, and bibs. That's all I took out of everything that I carried. No extra clothes. You know, because there's a lot of things that even I think in our lives, we carry so many extra things that we don't need. And I I think from my experience a lot of people don't know how much stuff in crap they have until they have to move oh because then when you start moving you're like wait i have all this stuff that i don't even don't use. even use or you found things that you've had that you've just you didn't even know why you still have them around yeah like yeah. i just cleaned the garage this weekend and i'm like why do i have this it's yeah. going in the trash it's going in the trash like why is it still here yeah that's how i get into my cleaning mode i just start throwing away <laughs> everything i am the king of that and you get mad at me because i throw everything away <laughs> i do i've learned from you i've learned from yeah you. because like even if stuff is good and i know i'm gonna sound dumb when i say this but it's the truth even when stuff is good if it's no longer holds a purpose in your life then just get rid of it yeah you know it sometimes it's a lot better just not to have it than to keep it and oh you know what you have not been wanting to let go a lot of things 
in your closet that you refuse to clean it's, out. That is different, okay? Because I, I believe I will fit on those clothes again. No, I think that because there's... I have spent so much money on clothes, and it's like nice dress shirts. Like you know, I, I can... there's even clothes. But anyways, but anyways that's, not, that's another that's topic. another topic. But, but it all kind of goes back to like. You know, there's certain things that you will need in certain seasons of your lives. And then there's stuff that you won't need anymore. And we have to let it go. But um, but today's topic that we really wanted to get into is about, you know, forming that number one relationship goal. And we can think, oh, okay, it's eventually it's the marriage right or the romantic yeah. i think that's what everybody thinks that when they think about a relationship goal a relationship is goal. Uh, a marriage or a couple like being in a really good relationship with somebody right and then like spending the rest of your life happy and having that little cinderella moment yes where the <laughs> guy disney yeah disney moment exactly yeah like when i say relationship goals what is the first thing that comes to your mind um, just people in cool places, taking cool pictures, doing cool things together. Yeah. So like human relations. Correct. Like yeah. romantic relations. And it's true. That's what we try to aim for, which was the first chapter, aiming at the right target. If you're not, if you're just kind of throwing things all over the place, you're not really going towards that specific person. And I think that's something you can apply in your life that... You gotta. You need to know where you want. You need to know where you're going, right? Because if you really don't, you're just wasting a lot of time. Yeah. And I think with relationships too, if you don't really know your type or the kind of person that you're you want to be around, then you're just kind of wasting your time with a bunch of people. Yeah. And you're gonna find yourself stuck starting over again, over and over again, because then you keep choosing guys. You're not filtering them out correctly, right. or girls, whoever. You're not filtering them out correctly. And then now you're making your, it's like a cycle and you're like, well, I can never find a good guy. It's just because you have been like opening up to the wrong people yeah. and, and you just have to figure out what you really and want you and know go what? after that. Reading the second chapter is talking about that in order for you to find that right person, you have to know what's your purpose. What has, what is it that God has called you to do? Because if you're trying to just find someone and fit them into the purpose that God has called you for, many times you're looking for that wrong person that's not going to help you or like push you in towards that direction. And what ends up happening most of the time is that per that person steers you away from your purpose. Exactly. And you never so really true. get to your purpose because then you're living somebody else's purpose. Wow. And that's important. Like you were saying, and it was saying in the book too, like, you kind of, you kind of need. You don't have to have it all figured out, but you kind of need to have a strong relationship with God that you know where you're going, even if you don't have it all figured out. Okay, my purpose is this, and I just need to do that. And whatever person you're with should complement that. Like right. it shouldn't like stop it. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. And if anything, it should make your purpose easier. Or, yeah, or better, but you kind of said it, but I kind of wanted to really emphasize it on, you know, we mainly think, okay, our goal is to have the best romantic relationship, but our ultimate goal 
should be whether we have a relationship now or whether you are single now, that doesn't mean you cannot have a relationship. Our first goal should be to have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And if we look back at our story, before we even got to each other, we started to have a relationship with God before he even brought us together. And I think that's why you can say we were ready to do what we did, you know, and get got together and get married at such an early age. Because I chose for, I don't know how long it was. It, it was a lot of months. It felt like forever. <laughs> um, I just chose to just focus on God and my relationship with him and not worried about anything else. And yeah. that's something that we can get caught up on a lot. Um, that we need to find ourselves, we need to become a better person, we need to do this, but then we forget the key factor is building your relationship with God. Yes. That supersedes anything else because the word talks about that all over the place. And you can see it in so many people, so many prophets, so many every almost everybody. Yeah. That they chose God first and then everything else made sense. They succeeded in everything else that they did. Correct. I've gone through relationships and I've been heartbroken. I've been uh, betrayed. I've been stabbed in the back and I'm okay being alone. You know, like I don't want any relationships in my life again. Like I'm fine. But something that I've learned and I was reading is that God didn't make us to, to do life alone. You know, when we are alone, we are an easy prey to the enemy, you know, because he's just waiting for us to be alone so he can tell us all, all these lies and we can believe all these lies. We don't have, if I don't have you and I'm here thinking I'm not enough, that I'm not worthy, that I am all of these negative things, I don't have you or friends that will tell me, you know what, that's not what God says about you. Like you are more than conquer. Like you start to speaking life into someone else. But when people don't have that, how can they get out of that? You know, like it says that two are better than one because if one falls, the other one is there to pick them up. But what happens when the person is alone and falls and there's no one else to help them? And I think a lot of people shelter themselves in that loneliness. And it's just, to me, is it's the worst thing you can do is, like, you get heartbroken or you do this, whatever happens to you, however you ended up there. And you said, you know what, you, I was stabbed in the back and I don't believe in friends anymore. You were just in relationship with the wrong people. Yeah. And then you were just experiencing being in relationship without God. And that's usually how it ends up. I mean, that's you, you hear it time and time again how... Even in business, you shouldn't go into partnership with people because then one or the other one is going to fall or whatever. And I'm not saying this, that this doesn't happen within, like, say, uh, Christianity or whatever. It does happen. You know, yeah. people do have, you know, arguments about stuff. But God, you know, teaches you how to be merciful. You know, God teaches you how to have patience. I mean, there's, you know, talk, just read about the fruits of the Spirit. You know, like, yeah. those are things that... God wants us to do like those are the kind of things that that, that kind of they're not like they're, they're kind of action verbs you can say like he yeah. wants us to have those things right 
And when you learn all those things, it should be easier for you to be in relationship with other people. But going back to you, what you were saying about the loneliness, that is so dangerous. And if you are thinking that you can do life on your own, you are missing out on so much. Yeah. Because life is great when you have the right people around. Yeah. And I think that we shouldn't be afraid to, even when you sometimes do have good friendships, you might go through disappointments or frustrations mm -hmm. because we're humans, you know, we're still not perfect. We're still all progressing. I'm not perfect. I try to be a good friend, but that doesn't mean one day I'm not going to fail someone. Yeah, some, Someday you're going to be mad and you're going to respond the way you don't want to respond. Yeah. But know? the the thing is that even in those situations, it, it helps us to be better, you know, to, to be better in relationships, to grow. I assure you that something you are going to learn and apply it and say, okay, well, I've learned this. Whatever situation we go through, we always have to look at it from a different perspective and not say, oh, well, since I got hurt, I'm never going to have friends again. Or because my boyfriend cheated on me, I'm never going to trust any men because that was something that I thought. And, and that's what the enemy wants you to believe. And he wants you to keep your heart just in this poisonous place where you're just not truly happy and you're not yeah. really experiencing life the way you're supposed to. And I can tell you from experience, like a lot of people look at me and they say, hey, you're a very positive person. You're very motivating in this. But it's because I'm around the right, the right type of people. Yeah. You know, if I was surrounded with just a bunch of negative people, I will be a totally different person. Yeah. And even if I was by myself too, like I would totally be a different person. It's because you, when you're with other people, you pick up good things from them. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But and now you, that you're saying that, go ahead. I don't want to. And, then, and the other thing too is like when you're in a relationship with the wrong people, you pick up the bad things as well. And then that's when you have to have a moment of like, okay, am I really being the person that I want to be? Like something you can ask yourself and say is like, is the 60-year-old version of me going to be proud of what I'm doing right now? Yeah. And if the answer is no, it's just no. You shouldn't yeah. do that or become that or think that way or make that decision. And that's what I do a lot to make a lot of decisions. I think like that. With the old self, with the old Fernando, be proud of what I'm doing now. Am I hurting him later down the yeah. road? So It's true. And I think another way to, to kind of, um, I don't know what the word would be or to kind of evaluate where you are with your friendships to kind of look at the, like the group your of circle. people, your circle that you surround yourself is, are they making you a better person? You know, like, are these people pushing me to be better or are they holding me down to, from growing or growing into your purpose? That, you know? or are they truly not telling you the truth, you know, like, because I, 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 I've had it before where I've had friends that were only my friends because it was good for them to be my friends. Right. Like there was a lot of benefits of being my friend. Um, like I can tell you an example when I was younger in my friend group, I was the only one with a car. Yeah. And so they were it, your friends because they were you my had a friends car because only. I had a car. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So. It was one of those things where you have to really know why people are around you. And a lot of people 
are just not good friends. Like they're just taking from you. They're not, not really pouring into pouring you. into you, and they're not really making you a good friend. Like I think, like something that I was reading. Go ahead. No, like are your actions towards other people? Are they showing you that they're actually making like better friends? Like if you compare yourself from where you were before and where you are now, like are you a better human being? And if the answer is no, or I don't know, then you gotta change your circle because yeah. you're just around yes men. Or yeah. yes, woman, people who just say yes to you. And that is terrible. To be yeah, you know what? Now that you said that, I don't think it's a bad thing. Don't think that, okay, I have a friend that it's always like telling me, no, you should be doing this. But if it's making you a better person, that doesn't mean that you have a bad friendship mm -hmm. or a bad friend. It's just meaning that they want the best for you. And, and something that I think it's very important is that just as you pour into... You have if you're a good friend, you need to pour into your friends, you know, but you also need to have friends that pour into you, too. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I think it's very important for you to have that in your life that because sometimes I feel like I give so much. And someone told me one time, she's like, Gabby, I feel like I'm the one that encourages everyone else. And I do this and I do that. She said, but I don't have anyone to encourage me. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like we need also to have those people that encourage us. You know, I'm thankful that even though sometimes I don't like it, you always encourage me and teach me when I'm wrong, you know. And then that, that's you know, that's one of my functions is to just make make you better. Like not that I'm like picking on you um, and then I really try not to. I just try to, like, I see an issue and I try to tell you, like, hey, I noticed this. You shouldn't be doing this. I don't think it's a good look. What do you think? And it's one of those things like that. But going back to the friendships, it's like, are you truly happy with yourself? Yeah, are you truly like, being yourself? If you're truly being yourself, are you changing who you are just because of the people that you are? Or another thing is, can you say... Can you have the same conversations with or with that person in the same room? And if you say, oh, I can't tell them this because, like, then you, no. Like, look, oh, like, I'll give you a perfect example. I know I'm, like, stuttering or whatever. <laughs> I do that a lot. Like, you're with some people, and then you say, you talk about that person, but could you t t tell those things in front of them? Right. If you're not, then you're just not a good friend. Yeah, you know and you I'm know saying? what? I used to not be a good friend. Yeah. I could see my friends or I would just go with the flow. I would never say, hey, that's not good or we shouldn't be doing this. I would actually end up probably doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just kind of learning and saying, no, like, this, this is not good. Like, and I've learned to be, I'm still not perfect. Yeah. You know, I still have things to work on, but I do want to be a good friend. I do want to have good friends mm -hmm. in my life. And I feel like at this point in our lives, we're 30, well, I'm 33. You're about to be 34, I'm girl. You're be right behind me. But it's like, I need to, I don't know. I was just thinking about it lately. I was, that's I'm something like, I was thinking too, because we had this conversation yesterday. To what I was like, hey, I think I really want to work on my close circle. And I told you, like, like it could be better, you know? Yeah. Like, it could be. Not that, I, that I'm that i ungrateful about it. It's just that I, I feel like I need 
is because we outgrow seasons. Uh-huh. We have seasons in our lives. And I think it's so beautiful that God knew that from the beginning, that he even established seasons here on earth. You mm-hmm. know, the winter doesn't last forever. Neither does spring, you know? So we, I feel like, especially in these last few days, these last few weeks, and I've told you, and that's why I'll say it today, is that God is, has been speaking to us a lot about seasons. And, and there's just, we just have to learn that what we're going through right now in any situation, whether it's any kind of relationship, whatever it is, whatever season we are in now, we have to learn how to be grateful learn from whatever experience we're going through now and know that it's not going to be forever. And the same thing, friends come in different types of seasons. I've learned with our pastors that there are friends that are going to be there for a season of your life and that's it. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be friends that are probably going to make it to the end, like lifelong lifelong friendships. But there are friendships that you're probably only going to establish them while in school, while in work, you know, while in your neighborhood. And I think a lot of people get stuck on that because they want to have that, like, I'll give you an example, like, hey, you know, that group that we were in high school, we were together and you know that those were my only real friends and when you start thinking like that you're limiting yourself from meeting new people and having different experiences and i mean i i still talk to some people from from school me too it's not a whole lot but i would say that almost all of them if not any of them are really close to me you know we yeah. we just know each other we say hi to each other when we you know we sometimes hang out with each other but it, it's not like we're close friends or they know anything personal about me. Right. Or I go to them with my problems. And I think it's maybe people who say, oh, you know, those were the good old days. And they're, they get we stuck on that. We can have new good old, good old days, yeah. you know? You know, like, you can't have better days. Like, you, yeah. you may be able to build better relationships. And then there are some friends that are still friends. And they're still best friends from high school or middle school or even elementary. And that's awesome. Yeah. But if you don't have that, that doesn't mean know, you can't have new ones. Exactly. Or... It doesn't mean you cannot have any good friends. You just have to be a friend too. You see what I'm saying? Like something we've talked, we've touched on a lot before is if you want good friends, you have to be a good friend. Yeah. You know, like you have to really be a good friend. And if you want to have any sort of relationship, you want to have friends, make God your best friend first. Mm-hmm. Make him that you can't live without him. You know, like if there's something else like that has to be our number top one priority because the Bible says that if we seek him first, then everything else will be added. Everything else that we need will come to us. So what is it that we're in need for? You know, it's like he will take care of everything else. We want a spouse, seek God first. He'll send you it. Cause he sent me mine, <laughs> you know, you want friends. My friend, my, my friend, Stephanie said, I wanted friends. I didn't have good friends. She said, but I asked God for a friend mm-hmm. and I'm her friend, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, what is it that you need? What is it that you're missing? What is it that you're like, I, I, I want this surrender it. Say, you know what, God, this is what I really, really want. 
but I'm going to give it to you. And I know that if I seek you first, you're going to bring me everything else that I need. And even the things that I don't even know that are there for me, sorry, (laughs) even the things that are there for me, he's going to bring to you. He's going to bring to us. He will add them to us. Because he said it, it's in the word. So he's not, not going to do it. And now that you said that, our, my pastor always tells me, Gabby, you need to tell him. He said it, so he has to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you go and and someone sold you something and they gave you a guarantee and they say, if it doesn't work, just come back. You just have to go to God like, God, you told me to seek you first and I'm doing it and I'm being faithful to you and I'm doing everything you've told me to, but I don't see anything, you know. God is trying to show you something. He's probably probably working in your character and just making you a better person, sharpening you to be that person that he has called mm-hmm. you to be. And um, just to kind of wrap up, one another important thing that it was in the in the chapter is that before God gave Adam his wife, you know, he created everything. So basically, God was the first relationship. Mm -hmm. God, the Holy Spirit, the Son, they were all one, right? They already had a relationship. Then he creates Adam. He created everything in the garden before he gave him his wife, Mm -hmm. Eve. He had a relationship with God. He had a relationship with God. But something that attracted me the most is that Adam had a purpose before Eve came. And what was the purpose? to govern, to maintain the garden. He had his purpose. When Eve comes, it says that he made him a helper, which meant that she came in not to distract him, not to bring, not to like, you know, stop him from his purpose. She fit right in. So wherever you are in life right now, God has called you and given you a purpose to work on now, you know, and when you're fulfilling that purpose now, he's going to bring everything else to your life, whether it's that special someone, whether it's that um, business goal, you know, those friendships, he's going to add all of that in its time when we're focused on him and focusing on the calling that he has given us. Mm-hmm. Because that's when you're going to find true happiness because you can, I mean, you see it time and time again where people try to replace God with other things. It can be money. It can be material things. It can be people or whatever. And it comes to a point where you accumulate that so much that it doesn't make you happy anymore. It doesn't satisfy you anymore. It doesn't satisfy you anymore. And you see that a lot with celebrities where they get all the money, all the fame, and then they're still living a horrible life. They're not happy with what they are in their lives. And a lot of them just do harm themselves. And, you know, it's terrible. And and we can see it in the movie of, what is it, The Valet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that was that was a movie that we watched from, with, uh, what's his name? Eugenio Derbez? Eugenio Derbez. That, you know, they're so, they have so much. But they're so lonely. They have so much and so little at the time. Yeah. And a lot of people who are in those privileged positions don't are lacking that human part. Like those relationships. Those relationships, those true relationships where mm-hmm. people are not just 
just taking stuff from them. And I yeah. and I feel like that is probably the common denominator with with people is like and you see it time and time again on that show where people win the lottery. As soon as they won the lottery, like everybody just turned bad around them. Like everybody was just taking stuff from them. And and I'm I'm sure being a celebrity, being having all this fame and all this money, it turns you, you know, all these people are always trying to take stuff from you. Yeah. And I guess that must be a horrible feeling um, for people just to take stuff from you. Like it's a, it's a good thing and then it's a bad thing because, you know, and I hope, you know, that never happens to. No, I mean, to, I don't like, think so. I if we keep God to first. To be lonely, you know, like I want to be happy in all areas of my life and all my relationships. Like I, I don't like being alone, mm-hmm. you know, and I always try to cultivate those relationships because it's not just, okay, God gave you an amazing man. What are you going to do about it? Exactly. Are and you are just... you now has this man become like your world and then you don't have any other friends other than this man or this woman? That is That's not healthy. True. I mean, it's good. Your relationship is going to be awesome. But then again, you need you need to have that other other relationships that work on other parts of your life. Yeah. You know, because not I'm not with you 24 seven, even though we spend a lot of time together. I'm not with you 24 seven and I need to, you know, build those other relationships other than you like work relationships, clients, just. Yeah. Cause we wouldn't be growing as a human. Exactly. If I'm just a good wife, but I'm not a good friend. I'm not a good daughter. I'm not a good citizen here Mm -hmm. on earth. Like we need to be able to grow in all of those areas. I can't just be like, well, I don't need anyone else. I have my husband. Like He understands me. He's my best friend. And I've said it many times, you are my best friend. But there are things that you won't be able to understand or, you know, like there's there's only only God can fulfill all the areas of your life. Like I can't or you can't. No one can be saying, okay, once I have a husband, I'll truly be happy because he's never going to fulfill if you're looking for a man to fulfill your needs it's never going to happen yeah i mean god has to fulfill you and be happy first and then you can truly be happy because if you say if i can only get this i'll be happy i promise you that things going to be changing you say oh if i can only get a husband or a wife i'll be happy then you will say oh if i can get kids i'll be happy and then you have the kids and then you're like well if i can only get a house if i can get the money it's just going to keep changing yeah. But once you make God like your number one priority in life, you are going to grow. Like, that's why, I mean, the thing that's holding us together is God. Exactly. And there's nothing else. There's no there's gimmicky. There's no other secret. There's no secret sauce. Recipe. There's no, or, you that know, is. The number one glue between yes. you and me is God. And we've said it and we'll continue to say it. And if you don't like it, if we've said it many times, it's not like a broken record. And let me know if something else has worked. Exactly. And you will see it. I'm not saying that people are don't stay in relationships for a long time without God. That could happen. But are they really having that wow. best like, relationship? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Is like and I feel like we do. I mean, I'm, we're not. I'm not trying to sit here and sound like we're perfect or anything. We're growing. We're we make a lot of mistakes. We argue all the time. We we don't have this like perfect relationship. But I promise you, it is the best thing that I've done in my life. And at the end, it said the best decision he's done was 
to have that encounter or just to know who Jesus is in his life and Pastor Mike's life is that has been the best decision. That has been the best decision of my life. And I mm -hmm. thank God for my mother. You know, I've said it in episode two mm -hmm. that because of her, I feel like we are where we are now because of that decision changed our generations and what my decision has changed our kids generations, you know? So I'm just thankful for that. If you haven't had a relationship with God, I encourage you to start today and said, you know what? I don't know what that means. I don't even know how to start, but just tell God, just you and him, wherever, if you're driving, if you're in your closet, if you're in your living room, say, God, I want to have a relationship with you and just start talking to him. That's what praying is. Praying is talking to God. The same way I have to build my relationship with my husband, um, I have to build a relationship with God. And the only way to build a relationship with him is talking to him daily. Sometimes, you know, as women, we have a busy schedule with kids, with, you know, with work, with so many things, with food, cooking and everything. But God is ready to meet us wherever we are whether it's washing the dishes, whether it's folding the clothes, whether it's in the bathroom showering, because I've encountered him speaking to me when I feel like, where are you, God? Like, I feel so empty right now because we give so much. You know, it's like the car gives gas. You're using it. You need to refill it. You need to fill it up again with gasoline. Mm -hmm. We need to fill ourselves every day with him. So if you haven't experienced that, I encourage you. It is the best thing you can do for your life. It's the best decision you can do. So I just want to encourage you. We are here to build you guys up. Mm -hmm. You know, we are here to motivate you and get you closer to God because all that's in my heart is if what I've experienced in my life with God, with my walk with God, I want everyone else to have that experience, to say, wow, I, there can be a shortage of formula, but I have peace. Mm -hmm. There is something else going on in the world, but I have peace. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what it means to have God, that you're still going to have problems. You're still going to have issues. We're going to have issues in our marriage mm -hmm. with our kids, with the people around us, but I know God is with me. And if he says that if he is with us, then who can be against us? Mm -hmm. That is what having Jesus in our lives is, that even though the world may be falling, we have a promise. And his promise is that he's going to be with us till the end, you know? So that's what we anchor ourselves every day to. And if you don't have anything to anchor yourself to, you need to anchor to him. Yeah, well, you're going to float away. And that's typically what happens. And people end up in really you know, bad spots in horrible situations because they just don't have an anchor like you were saying. And that is very important to anchor yourself to God. And then everything else will just come. I yeah. mean, I promise you, a lot of people, you know, just chase, chase, chase after the next best thing. And they're truly not really happy. You know, you can sit here and say, you know, I'm living my best life right now. That's awesome. You can say, you know what, I'm going out. I successful in business i have everything i want you know i am growing 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 that's cool that's awesome keep doing that but i really recommend you you 
to just have a relationship with him. So then things would just be so much better. Yeah. Like, cause you're going to start being truly, truly like thankful for like the little things, Mm -hmm. the small wins, the big wins, then like life just gets better. Like, and something that I experienced yesterday, so, you know, we have to wrap up the episode is, you know, we had Father's Day yesterday. It was my birthday too. Um, just being with my kids and then just, just, and and you obviously, (laughs) but like just seeing like my son's face, my daughter, how excited they were. Like it, it was just different. Like that was the best gift. That was the best gift. And I saw I know it sounds very cheesy, and people who don't have kids are not gonna get this. Um, but you know, like you, you could have bought me whatever. You know, you could have freaking bought me a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. I would have been it would have been awesome, but it would have never, it would have never been better than that moment. Yeah. Especially just being with them, just seeing them so happy. Yeah. Truly having fun. Even Olivia. Even Olivia was like screaming. <laughs> people, the people in the in the crowd were going nuts. She was screaming yeah. with them and she was laughing. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Like this is what God really shows matters. you. The little things. The little things, and God shows you what's really important. You know? Yeah. Because you can have all this and that, and I mean, you can kind of judge it to where. I mean. I've per, I've experienced it. I experience it all the time where it's the most annoying thing where you go to the mall or you go to a store and you go wherever and you go in there looking for something, right? And you can never find anything. And it's not that you can't afford it because you can pretty much buy whatever you want. But it's that feeling of like nothing pleases me. Yeah. Like you walk out of, you, like I go in the store and I say, hey, I'm going to buy me some clothes. I'm going to buy me some shoes or I'm going to buy me whatever. Go in the store. You spend like an hour in. This happens to me all the time and it's the most annoying thing. I go in there and I look for something. I try stuff on. It doesn't. I don't like it. I go in there and get shoes. I see the shoes that I want. I put them on. I don't like them. And like nothing really fulfills you. And I think a lot of people live their life this way where they have an idea of what they want. They live life. And they get those things, and then they find out that those those things don't really fulfill them. Yeah. And then they go and say, well, you know what? I never wanted this anyways, and then they go into something else. And that just really messes up your heart because then you become this whole different person that you, you were never supposed to be. Yeah. And you become this person where, you know, you, you just change, like, so much from who you really are. And it's, it sucks. And I think God, when you have a relationship with him, he kind of guides you. He, not, he doesn't kind of. He guides you in, into the direction you're supposed to be pointing. Into like what your purpose in life is going to be. You may not have it figured out right now. You may not know everything about it right now. I don't even know truly what my purpose is 100%. Yeah, and that's okay. And that's okay. But I'm moving towards that in right. my direction. And it keeps changing too. Like, yes. My, in this, like you were saying, in this season, this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm helping you out with this. I have the real estate business. Life is good. Um, This is going to turn into something else. I don't know what it is yet. Obviously, we're just doing it. We're just doing it, moving forward and not being like scared of what's to come because we know we have God. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we had this conversation about the market is going to crash and this is this and that recession and all this other crap. I wanted to 
panic. Exactly. I didn't even want to buy. I didn't even want to buy nothing because I'm like, I even asked you, what does this mean for us? Do we like what? What do we do? But then I'm like, wait. The thing that I, as a wife, need to be doing is starting to pray for the business. Yeah. And the enemy tries to intimidate you, thinking. It, this is all going to end. Mm -hmm. But then I remembered the authority that God has given me as your wife, as your helper. And I was like, oh no, even if the market were to crash, exactly. we're going to be okay. We're going to be we're fine. We're not going to stop selling. We're not going to stop listing because my words have power, not because of me, but because the power that God has given mm -hmm. us over us. You know, so I'm like, no, if God told is it Joshua to speak over the dead bones mm -hmm. that were dead, weren't even kind of almost dying. They, they were, were completely dead yeah. with no flesh. And he said, prophesy over the bones. And he prophesied over the bones and the bones began to have flesh. The bones began to have veins that flew blood mm -hmm. and those bones became a strong army. He didn't leave that story just for no reason. Mm -hmm. You know, we also have to prophesy over those dead things. And we forget that we believe in the same God that can do those things. Yeah. We think those are just stories like fairy tales. That and happened only thousands then, of years ago. It doesn't mean that God can do that. And even in the word says that he's even going to do greater, greater things. things now, now with us, through the, us you know that that's insane and i think we just need to live like that way because you know i'm we're, we're doing well with the business we're selling homes you know if it all goes to wherever it was in 2008 i'm not scared um you know we may shift what we do you know instead of selling houses we sell something else or we do right. this or we do that but I know we're gonna be fine. Yes. You know, like I don't, I don't feel, I don't have this fear of like, oh, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Oh, oh my God, I need to save everything in my account because you know saving money is great. But I can't live life that way. Always living in scarcity. Yeah. It's like no, I'm gonna be, live my best life. And something I was reading too that I, I was having a conversation with you, as well is like right now in recessions is when the most millionaires and billionaires are made. Like when things are going at a downturn, those people who seek that as an opportunity are the ones that when everything comes out, they come out like even bigger than before. And I was telling you that right now, the biggest wealth wealth transfer is going on. Like right now, a lot of money is changing hands and a lot of people have are becoming wealthy um, in this world yeah. right now at this second and they're seeking the opportunity it's not people who are like saying oh this is crap i need to go into like shelter mode and like no okay hey this, is, a moment of this is happening i need to see what the opportunity is right now and just act on that yeah. and i think that's how we have to live life and that's how we have to just do life is like okay something bad happened what can i learn from this how can this make me better how can this benefit me Okay, I, w I got into a horrible relationship with somebody. What did I do that I shouldn't do again? What were the red flags that I ignored? So when I'm with somebody else, if I see the same red flags, I'm like, peace, I'm out. Yes. I know how this is going to end up. I'm moving forward. Or if I went to business with this person, maybe I shouldn't go to business with this person. I should just do this because, you know, I've learned from my previous experience exactly. or whatever. So it's that. And God shows you that. And God shows you that. 
ability to just when he says you trust him you just trust him yeah to do even when things don't make sense or everything seems like it's gonna end or things are just whatever you just have to believe that he's gonna do something better because he says he was yeah and he says that he has great plans for us jeremiah of good so you just have to believe that and i promise you once you start believing and living life that way it all it all makes sense. sense life is so much better and i'm not saying that i have it all figured out i'm just saying is i can from what i've seen so far i love it i cherish it i want to share it i wish more people would know about it yeah and people people will live that life because it is a great life you know and and i think it's great right now i can't imagine what it's going to be like just a few years down the road where i'm like i thought i had you yeah, you know it's like that one song from Brad Paisley that says, "I thought I, thought I, loved, I loved you, you then." then. Yeah. You know, when we first started dating, I thought I loved you like to the moon and back, <laughs> and I probably did. But, but the way so that I love you now, oh. it's so different. Yeah. It's not even yeah. on the same level. Like, I, I, I can make sit here and make fun of myself or how how dumb, <laughs> like how much you know I used to think I loved you. It's like no, it's so different. Yeah. So that's the yeah. same thing he can do for for our lives and that's the reason why we're here today that's the reason why this was born mm -hmm. to tell you to encourage you and to say what god is doing in our lives that he can also do it with you it doesn't have to end right here it also can happen in your life and your generations and your kids if you allow him to so we just hope we really hope that this uh blesses your life and we'll see you guys on our next episode bye-bye mm -hmm.